Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another edition of the Bandwagon Podcast. And today um, I've got one, a, a guest that probably I'm guessing that a lot of you may not have uh, predicted. Um, but let's just get into it and uh, let me introduce you, Mr. ADH. I'm all good, done. good, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, I'm good. Firstly, I'm all, where have you been? I've been uh, relaxing, brother, relaxing. <laughs> Stuck at home with COVID. You're looking really, really well, to be honest. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do with filters these days, isn't it? Well, I don't think there's a, it depends how people are people are listening to this uh, uh, podcast, whether they're watching it or they're listening through it. But I, I, I will say that you, you haven't aged at all. Mate, when you're nearly 40, well, when you're nearly mid 40s, natural, any, it's going to come on, yeah. Does that mean the Smedic and West Brom beer is actually pretty good for you then? I think it might be the fact that I moved out of Smedic. <laughs> What's more, that probably helped me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a far more uh, exotic location, where like uh, Smedic yeah, or anywhere else. I've gone, I've gone to Langley bar. from Smedic on to West Brom. Really pushed the boundaries out, I know. <laughs> Starbridge, brother, Starbridge. No, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah, so I, I'm always just be, it was one of those things where, um, Seen you a lot, a lot more active on, on online, and obviously we've got a, a connection that goes back uh, many, many, many years. Um, yeah. And I just thought, you know, something. So, someone actually put up a post, and they was like, "Oh, I remember this song. Remember this song." And I was like, "You know, something. Nobody knows, man. Let's just have a chat. Let's see how he's getting on." Yeah, man. Cool. I think he's. Um, I think last year, at some point during COVID, that Sananda Sharma used one of the tunes and done a, like a TikTok real thing to it. Mm. And uh, I had loads of people tapping me up after that, saying, "Yo, I was like, this poor man." <laughs> but 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 music in itself is not, um, you know, the journey is not just something that was kind of you just fell upon. You you've been involved in the music scene for a very long time in like Punjabi folk and and promotion of that. Can you just tell tell me in terms of how you got and how you started that journey? Basically, like, since I was a little kid, I always used to listen to cassettes and. You know, Vision Rent on Smelly Poetry. Street. Yeah. I used to go in there every week, two, three times a week. My uncle used to be there. And um, I remember the first set I bought, I was probably about, four, about six years old. Uh, Dance with a laugh. Then, so you went, uh, you went straight for like London bands then? Well, then obviously at that time, you know, Birmingham bands wasn't really recording any up and then stuff came after that. Anna. So uh, I remember when I was about, seven to eight years old I went to the pop awards at the dome and uh, my cousin used to dance from Night to the House Day which uh, Bidar from Red Cow used to manage at that time and run and 
dad of those played at the Pop Awards. So I said, look, I want to go. So my dad sent me with my cousin, who's dancing with him at that time. And uh, saw all the bands and stuff there when I was about between seven and eight, I think I was. And then um, after I used to have a drawer at home, so I got the cassettes and put them all into lines like all of Gardas, Mans in line in order of release, Sapnas and Geet, Hira, Bremi, Bindrakia, anybody, every artist going DCS, Shakti, Sopri, Mulkeet. I used to collect, I just chest of drawers, about five drawers in, rammed with cassettes. Mm. And uh, so it's just always been something, even though I moved away from Smedic to Kanak, uh, which is a bit of a Gora area, a bit of a culture shock. And uh, but always stuck, always stuck on it. Do you know what I mean? Always attracted to it. And was there a particular sound that you that you used to be going for? Because uh, you know, with a lot of a lot of those bands that you've mentioned, they got very distinctive sounds. So one maybe one person might be fan of it, a band and not necessarily the other one. That wasn't the sort of diehard. Just one used to listen to music overall. But uh, when I was younger, Abraham Sangeet and Gurdasman. You see the guy just like basically rinse off all the time, and uh, she just grew from there. I learned I learned Punjabi from the music, from listening to cassettes and songs. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of us did. Oh, like that. I think a lot of us did at that time, like like Punjabi schools, and I, I don't know that even even when I was at Hansworth, especially on my my mates and people around my road, they didn't really go to like Punjabi school that often. It was mainly I've just never from, been. I never, I never went, but you can probably tell. <laughs> and then from 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 your music journey, then so you said you had like a, a cousin who was in Natsir Hasta. Did you then go and start performing with them or get involved with that? No, no. After that, um, just sort of carried on doing what I was doing. Then probably when I was about 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 seventeen, eighteen, I think probably I sent a cassette to Amajit Sidhu in West Brom. And then he came back and said, to try X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. But then after that, I joined Gobru Punjab there, like with Pop Ioni and Sordi and everyone. And uh, started backing Sordi. Then Sordi left. Then it became myself uh, doing the Bolnia. Then we went to Canada and we won the Pungra competition over there in Toronto. Uh, then I was at a wedding where Bobby was at the tower room and he came up to me afterwards, well, do you want to do some recording and stuff? And he introduced me to Ninda Joel. Then I met uh, Ninda Joel. This was probably when I was about So Ninda Joel, he, he was natural. So you've gone from Amajit yeah. City was Gumbly Records and then you've gone no, to... No, like I didn't, I didn't, like with Amajit, to be honest, I didn't ever do any recording or anything like that. He just, he just gave me some advice. Uh, like go down this path or try this or try that blah 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 so after that I start obviously then I joined Gobru Punjab then met Ninda Jaya then recorded and then the first time I recorded was with Camp Frantic in the Frantic Studios in Sparkville so you I know you've just gone over kind of like a little bit of probably about five years very quickly yeah but I just want <laughs> I, I just want to go back to something that yeah, you said you 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 talked about um Gabru Punjab Day. Gabru Punjab yeah, yeah. is world famous uh, Punjabi folk dancers. Like to just walk it in there and start doing backing vocals is not just necessarily an easy thing because the, those guys in in that group at that time were very very well known, um, very headstrong. Some of the characters, 
how did you kind of break into that? You know, you're a young kid. Those guys are established for many, um, years, like many years. The guys with the, all the guys we've known for years, um, we grew up around them. So we already had a sort of a mutual respect and understanding of each other. And so it's just naturally just sort of started going to the rehearsal. It's doing my DC Junction in West Brom upstairs on a Friday night. So I started going to rehearsal. So I come from Canuck to come to the rehearsals and then uh, just worked through the rehearsals for a, for a couple of months and then learned all the routine. Were and, you a dancer uh, then, the first then? Were you a dancer first? No, 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 no just, just, uh, just with the bowling, yeah. And then, is, uh, what, what I, was that like? Because I like, saw these like legendary, <laughs> legendary yeah, like, no, no, basically when, when, when I went there the first time, I couldn't even, like, they're just doing the routine, they're doing rehearsals, and then Stordi is and goes, I was like, what? What do you want to do? He goes, do it any. Then this guy called Benson used to be on the door, and he started playing the door, and I was like, what do I even do here, man? I was like, thinking, what am I doing here? And uh, obviously, he's a bit, intim- well, quite intimidating for all these guys that have known for years in the Congo group. They've formed Rabbi Kupu Punjabi, and there's up and down the country all the time. And then they say, look, just do it. So it's, it's a great idea till I got there. <laughs> then I was like, what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? And um, so Touchwood, then just absolutely, because luckily, because I knew the guys, it's easier to sort of gel with them and get back into it. It's really supportive. So it's cool. I mean, it's a bit similar to what, what Mike Tyson says, doesn't it? He goes, like, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. So, like, you've almost taken that approach when you went to have your your, your rehearsal. I remember when I, I pulled up outside and I drove off three times thinking, I can't do it. I can't go. So, it's like, regardless of what I wanted to do, still to this day, I'm still, like, a very shy sort of person. So, like, if I go somewhere where it's, like, immediate families there, an event or something, I, I sort of crumble. I, I can't look in certain directions. I have to keep away. But if there's people I don't know, then you just, just go and do it. Do you know what I mean? So how old were you at that point when you when you were doing just doing probably, your... When was probably about about 20, I think. 19, 20. When I started with the Gobrus. Then I recorded when I was 21. And was that an aspiration to become like a full-time singer or was it just... Just, just like, or fame, or just basically getting free food at weddings and booze. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst of that, on Sundays, you don't even drink. So, half the time, we just go there to be the driver all the time. And uh, so, obviously, like when, you, when you've been listening and you're everyone's got a passion, do you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, obviously, at that time, music was my passion. And I used to watch all these bands playing all the time, uh, all these singers from India coming over. And um, so it's obviously something that you always want to do or aspire to do, be on the stage and X, Y, and Z. And there's certain people that you'd love to work with. So my thing was always more of a Sean thing that I want to do it. And I want to work with this person. I want to work with that person. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I've been very fortunate that a lot of it did come through. So it's just building step by step, really. But when you get to one step, think, right, I'm going to move there now. It's just natural progression. So when you when you were going to twenty one and you were like said right I came I'm going from being in a Pangala team singing and then going into kind of recording, who was the who were your peers at that time? Who what was the market like at that time? What year was this? That was what twenty one. So probably uh, probably around the year two thousand, 
2001-ish, sort of. And uh, it wasn't like I hadn't, the plan wasn't to suddenly start recording. I was at a wedding. Bobby come up to me from the crowd after we finished and look, do you want to do this? What a concept do I want to do? Introduced me to Ninda Joel. And it just happened. Like I met him and he gave me this contract, like 48 pages long, put it on the table. I thought it was some dissy sort of, but when he dropped this contract, it was 48 pages. All like official. I was like, shit, this get real this is. And uh, now see when he mentioned he's got uh recorded Camp Frantic. And also at that time he had Manjo RDB working, uh, doing production for him as well. So to me that was like, yo, because Cam Franti was smashing it at that point. Uh, RDB were everywhere at the time. So I was like, do you know what I mean? It's, uh, let's do it. So I, I remember when you came onto Radio XL at that time, because we used to obviously see each other oh, in, yeah, sport, yeah. in sportsmen quite often. <laughs> and then at that time when you were coming out like, was it a single first that you came out with? And then, yeah, there's a there's a single that I, oh sorry, there's a, a compilation that on a feature of two tunes on, and then um, there's a track, a cover of a track called Sardamunda Tupatia by an artist called Makpool. Um and there was Manmohan Varis cover of Mundiani Pangarapona, and then I started working on an album in the background. And uh, I remember as we were a kid, this we like uh, the days for this. I was going to my cousin's house because his dad used to watch the days for this every week. And I was flicked through it for like new release covers, like um, adverts. And on the back page, you have some adverts of bands where they have their numbers and writers. And uh, when I was going to start recording, I went to their house to get the days for this. Because I remember at the back, this was a number of, uh, uncle, you and I thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and see Uncle when I do it. And uh, so I went there to my cousin, got the number, contacted Uncle, went to Wolverhampton, sat down with him, went through some song selection, and uh, then we started recording. But to go from like two, three singles and go straight to the album, was that the? I'm, I'm looking. The albums was a was a peak thing then, anyway. But like for you, yeah. like a new singer to come straight with the album, where today's kind of methodology is the like single single this year 2021 and 2022 has been definitely seen the, the return of albums and and eps again um at that time what was the pressure like in order to get an album because ninja joe house giving you this contract you signed i'm guessing you signed it and then you go into it and then you're <laughs> like um okay i need to make an album so you know you got the writer but then how do you choose the producers and all of these things what what was your selection process at that, at that time like um yeah, obviously I had the Camp Frantic and I had Manjo RDB. So I went with the song section up to up to Leeds, to the Untouchable Studios, where RDB used to work. And at that time, like Manjo, Coolie, Serge, it was all there. And uh, three, four of us lads went from Birmingham, went up to Leeds. And I said to man, listen, these are songs I've selected, what do you reckon? And he was like, yeah, cool, that's cool. I said, this is what I want this style. This song I want this style. This is the style I want this one. He goes, yeah, cool. So he got leave them with me. Let me see how I'll get on with them. So he ran me by about two weeks later and he'd done like demos of about three of the tracks. And then uh, we just decided to roll with Manj just to finish up all the tunes. And then um, then a video was booked, which was on a three-strong medley. <laughs> and, uh, so it just like naturally just rolled and rolled. And at that time, I used loads of gigs. So what Manj used to do was, when they'd go and do a gig on the night, when he'd mix the song or got a demo, he'd play in the gig when they're performing on the night. 
or whatever they're playing, just to get the reaction. And like, obviously, because you're excited, it's the first time you're doing it. Man used to ring. I said, Ed, man, do you know you're going to play my tune? Ring me. So mm. they'd be in the DJ booth ringing me to wake me up like at half two in the morning just to play the tunes. And uh, obviously at that time, it's like, it's like a dream. It's like a bubble. Like, oh my God, I already be doing the music. Not, well, nothing's getting leaked tunes, at that time me? as well. Nothing's getting leaked then. Trust me, yeah. And um, so, so that was like, it's a good sort of, the way it's, it's like, it's all sort of just step by step fell in my lap. So it was, I didn't have to really go out searching too much. Do you know what I mean? Um, like even with the contract, it happened by chance. We are doing a Pungra show at the Tower Ballroom and I got approached there. And then we done the first album, which is I Want It All. Then straight away, started working on the second album. And then I got an opportunity to do a video with Colossus and get Reese in India. And they're the guys who done all of them and and Kamali's videos at the time, like with Bert Ketter, Injanat, Sony, Kente, Wala. <clears throat> then they done the, the second video for Nag as well. So these guys, I was focusing my head on a video with Colossus. And Kurati, through mutual friends, we got a deal in India. And Kurati, that company in India, only used Colossus for their videos. So, you, so is uh, this, was, that, was that your second album then? Second you, album, yeah. Second what, album, what was the reaction and how was the first album received? Like, obviously, like the first time, like, it's... Touched it, it went down pretty well because I was managing doing the music, so the music was quite current. Um, obviously, in them days, you'd be doing music box, they would sit at home, watch the music videos on with the dialing thing. That used and, to be uh, classic, man. That I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I remembered when, um, when I came back from uh, I just do an XL then, I used to go into the record shops and they always be on the phone. I was like, you know, these guys are proper yeah. busy, there's no one in the no one in the shop. They're all, they're all just dialing Z music. Dialing in for their songs. Yeah, make sure that the song was coming on. And uh, I remember at that time, the, um, the number used to be 777 of the first video. And uh, I keep want to shoot the video. When I've done the one in the UK, there was, we got there and there was Sarinda, who was Cam Franti's brother, and two people with him. And there's four of us. The seven of us doing the whole video was like, yo, like, People think it's really glam and it's all this and that and the other. But then a year and a half later, when I went to India, there's about 150 people on the set. We had four days of rehearsals. In, in shot the video in uh, Mumbai. So it's a totally different scene over there. And obviously the budget was totally on a different scale compared to the first time. So it's, uh, so I got to see both sides of it. So we've been very lucky. Obviously people like Baldio, Worked with him for the videos, Ballistic. We worked with them. Colossus in Mumbai. Uh, went to Canada to shoot with Baldio. So then, even with the producers, then after I'd done that second album, which was for folks' sake, we had track on there. We had uh, the late Dave Rajasoji was one of the writers on there. We had Uncle Jundalit Ramwale. So there's been a mix of writers, and so I got a chance to work with different different writers then as well. Um, and then that was actually when, on for folks, it was when the first version of the Marlott Sarb duet came out. Yeah. Marlott Sarb was in the UK doing some shows. And uh, there's a promoter called Guinea. And we've done a show. And he goes to me, Yard, just do a song with Marlott, man, while he's there. I said, shut up. What are you talking about, man? Right. Said, Yard, shut up, man. <laughs> right. And uh, but he put that key down in my head. Because when then people have got something in my head. I won't stop till I do it. Uh, 
So I approached this gang from Wolverhampton and Yamalabai. Them two were looking after Monitor at that time. So uh, I approached them. They goes, okay, let's, yeah, we'll, we'll speak to Monitor. And they goes, yeah, let's do it. I thought, that's it. They went, yeah, cool. <laughs> so, so the next day, they went to Uncle General Technology's house. Marnitzab and Uncle stayed together all day and picked the song. I got there on the evening and uh, they picked the song that they want to do. And Marnitzab was going, this is the one, we, this is the tune we're going to do tomorrow. I was like, okay. So they booked MPM Studios in Warsaw. Uh, it's a gorgeous studio in Karma. So we got there in the morning, picked them up, took them. And I thought, you know what? In and out, okay. Do my in my own time afterwards, Anna. and Monitor goes, Anna, Jalve, Aya. I'm looking at him, what are you talking about? He goes, Come on. So, the, the way that was recorded, both was in the booth together. We both sang the song straight through, back to back, twice over, like vocals back to back, and it was recorded, done. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, like, you're under 25 years of age at this point, okay, right? Trust me. Yeah, so you you've got you've done two albums. You you've done your first album. You've Work on the second one, yeah. Yeah, so you're in a car with not just anyone. Arguably the greatest singer, Punjabi folk singer of all time. Yeah, and then he goes, "Get in the booth with me, and you're gonna sing." Like, I I, I can't so, even understand. I can't even work out at what stages that what what you're thinking and and how you're gonna, you know, you got you got from Sudi. To Monica <laughs> <laughs> in the course of a few years, and now so it's like, it's, I think that was in that was in two thousand and three, stroke four, and uh, or two thousand and four. Sorry, so even that just happened by chance. Could it be? Can you put the idea in my head? I touch base with them, and they go, "Yeah, let's do it." Then the next day they picked the song, and the Echo then tried to cave was in the studio, and I just thought naturally Monica would do his vocals. Send them on to Manch, and it'll be fine, and I'll do mine after. And he goes, no, I don't And I was like, oh, my God, what is going on here? Right. So, luckily, Bob, we banged it out, right? Uh, what? Did he give you any advice of, how, of, of, of what were you, any mistakes that you were doing when you were recording? or? Look, I swear to God, right, Bob, Billy said, even I couldn't understand it. At that point, we both just sang the song straight through, verse by verse, twice, and he's done. We didn't even stop start. happy with it, Eric. Yeah, man, I was like, yo, and um, I was sweating. I was like, oh, I was literally shitting myself, do you know what I mean? And, uh, but obviously, then we finished it, then we went and uh, got some food and that. It's cool. So he's like, that was an, another thing that was totally unplanned, unthought of. It was unthinkable, do you know what I mean? And uh, so... Because he, 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 he was known to be very direct, wasn't he? Especially in, in terms of if you've got any, anything to say, you would just say it from there. And that's why I'm like, I'm saying like, if he was going to say something to you, he would he would have said it to you straight away. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's what... Because I know like Monotov is so direct, don't beat around the bush, doesn't mince his words. Doesn't uh, smother you. I was thinking, when he said, I have here, I was like, Nah, but uh, Touchwood, God was looking down that day and we got away with it. <laughs> did you learn? And, did, uh, what did you learn then from like your first album to your second album? Then because you've done it back to back, 
And even when I do, I do this kind of podcast, there's little things that I try and learn and, and you're learning, you're constantly. What were some of the big lessons that you that you discovered? Obviously, like, it's practice is a lot. Do you know what I mean? Confidence is a lot. Um, but I think telling people how you want to do something rather than being told or not putting your opinion forward. Because if you're, say if I want to do something in a certain way, and then you're asking me to do it in another way, but I'm not saying to you how I want to do it, I won't be comfortable. You've got to be comfortable in what you're trying to do. So I think always give your opinion, practice it, and just just don't do it to, to please other people. Do what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? What makes you happy? And then... That's what it's all about. Because, like I said, I've just done my stuff from Shank. It's just something I'd always wanted to be like, do. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't money orientated. It wasn't money motivated. It's just like, you know, when you go to a show and you're playing your tunes and people are singing your stuff back or dancing or when you come on, you get a good buzz. That is the most valuable thing you can get. Were you, because were you, people are were, connected with you, do you know what I mean? Were you the same ADH in terms of on stage and off the stage? Now, like I said, like, you know, myself, even now, I'm still like quite a shy person. Do you know what I mean? So when you're on stage, like, obviously it's you feed off it. Like when the crowd's buzzing, having a good time, you, you sort of play with them, do you know what I mean? But um, if someone said to me, like sit in the pub now, start singing for example yeah I'll be like uh, uh, yeah yeah uh, uh, like that but it's just it's just the way I've been programmed do you know what I mean <laughs> and uh, it's uh, so then after that the folks said we did then I thought to myself you know what I'm going to give it one hit once if it works it works uh, so then I we had a, we had we were doing a ladies night performing at a ladies night at Samson's and there was Jazzy B there, B21. And um, when Booter Jagpal come off the stage, and we all sort of left at the same sort of time, and I said to him, I said, excuse me, Booter. He went, yeah, what's up? I said, look, blah, 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 blah. If you don't mind, right, I'd like you to like, do, a, do a tune for me. And he's like, yeah, cool, come and see me. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, man, sorted. Because Booter Jagpal was like, do you know what I mean? All the software stuff, the B21 stuff, lots of that, I stuff. I Wicked geezer, do you know what I mean? And uh, so then, after I met Buddha, I had a hit list of who we were going to go to. So, <laughs> a bit like this podcast. <laughs> then then uh, <clears throat> from Buddha, I went to Zeus. I went mm. to Zeus, I want to do some tunes for me. Even if it's Ghost Production or whatever, do you know what I mean? Let's do it. And uh, I said, look, Buddha's doing it. Because so, that, that was my sort of trump card. He booted Jagpal Juni. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Do you know what I mean? So that was my sort of saving grace there. Yeah. So uh, then the thing was, the tracks that I picked, because Happy Banes, I got some tunes off there at that time. There's Dear Rajas of Jesus, Uncle John Dudley, Buta and Zeus picked the same tune to do. So I was like, shit. And I couldn't say no to either of them. So they started working on that. Then I went to Oman. Oman done some stuff for me. And then I went into Movie Box the one day. Uh, I didn't really know Cameron that well at that point. And um, 
as I leave, if I finish, you're going to work on anything else, let me know and see, see how you're getting on. So you had no label. Honest, you, had, you had no label at this point as when you... What the you, second you... one, second one I did on my own because I wanted to do that deal in India with the classes video. Yeah. So I scratched the deal with India and then went and done the second one on our own, basically, for that deal in India. And uh, then with that, we've done shows in India with Mika Singh. We've done a PTC show with Jazzy. Like, he's like, he's mental. Do you know what I mean? And uh, so then I met Cameron and Cameron goes, if, when you're doing some new stuff, let me know. I look to be honest, I've started working on something. Um, he goes, oh, who's doing it? Manj again. I went, nah, nah, nah. I says, um, I got Booter Jag, pal. Zeusy doing some and Omanez doing some stuff. And he went, Booter Jag, pal, doing something. At that time, B21 and Moviebox had their sort of issues of so-called friction. Nah. He goes, because Cameron is a massive Booter Jag, pal fan from back in the day. He grew up on it. And um, so, because I got some snippets in the car, when I hear them, he went, "Yeah, man, play with me." So I took the CD upstairs, upstairs in the old movie box. Played in the style and did a couple of the tunes. He goes, "What, what do you want for this album? What, how do you want to do a deal?" I was like, "Well, I'll spend the money on the master because it's only new, nearly done anyway. But I want videos and the promo back to balance what we're doing." He goes, "Yeah, we can do some videos. We've got Sai Honey. We've got this. We've got that." And at that time, the Dildari album was out with Dominic Dilgil. Mm-hmm. And his videos were off the hook. Right. And then um, the Surma video came out as well. And uh, there was obviously Baldio's videos. I said, I want a video with Baldio, minimum. Look, he's got to do one of the videos at least. And to be respect to Cameron, he rang Baldio there and then, booked two videos and booked my flight while I was sitting there. Just stop listening to the style and play a couple of the tracks. So just for so just for me, just thinking I'm gonna try it once properly, go to work with everyone I want to. To Cameron's having a passing conversation with me for the popped into move box generally. To within an hour of that, my flight was booked to Canada, and uh, two videos were booked. <laughs> so then we done uh, the Pulgi video. Then by the time the videos came round, I've got Bali Jagpal on side as well. He was doing a track. A couple of tracks. So, uh, so was, on the back was, of that, Bally was Bally was in the background. Then he kind of was was he making his exit out, or was he still still there or there? They've right? they, done some stuff with. Uh, he featured in the under Limpens video with Zeus and it in the Arni Kuria Jani Kuria track. So he's still on the scene. Then doing that um, General Levy one, shake what your mama gave you yeah. around that sort of time. But but I had to tell, like I told Buta. That listen, pal. I know you lot I ain't with movie box, but this album's going to movie box. Do you know what I mean? So, sort of- save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't deal with Cameron. And um, I'm thinking, oh, ain't I getting it? Honking now, we're not doing it now. He goes, yeah, man, it's cool. I said, you sure? You like? He goes, we got no problem with them. That's what the Bali goes. Bali goes, why have we got a problem with them for? We haven't got a problem with them. So I went back to Movie Box. I looked at Bali and Booter on board. They're putting their names to it. And they're cool with it coming to the movie box. And they was like, they haven't got a problem with us. I said, no. I said, they think you got a problem. Because we haven't got a problem. 
what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so obviously that helped clear the air with them guys. And during that whole process, they signed back to Movie Box as well. And uh, yeah, so then then we then at that time then Chindapaji done collaborations and he had a DVD pack. So I said to Cameron, let's do a DVD pack for the album as well. And he was like, Yar, what are you doing, man? You killing and, me? And he, and, he, and he, to be fair, he did it. So we had like, we had three, four videos. We had uh, interviews on there, like with B21, obviously myself, a couple of other people, some live footage. And then uh, at that time, because I started with Bali and Butas, the word on the street was that I was joining Bali and Butas in B21, which was never, ever the case. It wasn't even a conversation. Do you know what I mean? So, and I remember like, you know, the night before the album was coming out, it's getting released on November the 17th. And Cameron rings me on the Thursday night. You know, Mukha, a couple of artists went to movie walks that night on the Thursday night. And they, all day just got it, he went through. Because they know they used to lay out all the stock the night before. And, uh, and these two artists came there, producers, right, and robbed the cassette <laughs> the night before he came out. <laughs> because all the, all the parts are all level with the same amount, stacked up for deliveries. Huh. And they were watching all the cameras, watching them. Like walking past, just swiped it off the top. <laughs> that's that bad. It was that. That's some jealousy was out there that time. What for? For them to try and leak it or something? I don't know what it was. I think what it was, you know, because Bali and Boot will come back on the scene after a long time, and obviously there's Zeus on it, there's Oman on it. In the market, there's a lot of um, a lot of hoo ha, a lot of talk, and plus like the videos are playing at that time, like from Baldio as well. Movie Box are giving it the full push at that time. We had. Ads on B for You, on Z Music, on PTC. So that's what I'm saying. Like all this stuff, you just good at the good at the keep falling into place. Then obviously we had Steve and Juggy from DCS doing some production on that album as well, called uh, There was Under Project Asia. And I call that album Never Look Back because the thing was beyond that, don't keep looking back thinking, I wish I'd have done this, or I wish I'd have done that, I wish I'd have done this. Ekwari, I thought, you know, talking on Ekwari. They keep on giving back. Do you know what I mean? And so that was... You did that with your launch party, though, didn't you? Oh, that was on the next album. So on the next one, that's when... We got all the album ready. Zeus was on that one again. Boot was on it. Bali was on it. Oman was on it. And then me and Cam were sitting outside Movie Box on Litchfield Road on a Sunday afternoon, trying to think of what that one trunk that we need for the album. So we went through some old stuff and uh, Kama said, let's redo the Monarch song. I said, but who's going to do it? And uh, we spoke to Oman. Oman, obviously, then Oman goes, yeah, I'll do it. Got the vocal sent over from Manji in Canada. And uh, then Oman sort of remixed it, put the new flavor on it. And uh, the delay in that album coming out was because Monarch's album wasn't well. Mm. And he had to feature in the video. So we had to wait four or five months for him to get better to do the video. And even the day we done that video was in Chandigarh. You'd be came, with lads and gone back, lads and gone back, watching what's going on. I think man, is he going to come? Is he going to come? Is he going to come? I'll give you, I'll give you. Then about half eight at night, Malatab came. And uh, in an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, done all his lip sync, done all his bits, and he's gone again. How was so he, he only turned on, on the set? Was it, you remember you? Nah, he was cool. Nah, he's he cool. Like he's proper, like chilled. Do you know what I mean? He was proper cool. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't giving it any. Like he's like Hans Adam does. Do you know what I mean? He's like really supporting and 
and obviously he, learned, he heard the tune and he liked the tune as well. And, uh, and he goes, Do you know what I mean? And, uh, so yeah, so we done the video for that, got that ready. Then I thought, you know what? I've never done a show before. And I thought, you know what? I want to do a launch party. I said to Cameron, I want to do a launch party. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, for the album. He goes, are you going to put on it? I don't need like a complete fan. Yeah, yeah. Again, shocked. Yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I wouldn't book this person. I wouldn't book that person. Um, I'd have done it complete. If I was gonna, if I was looking at a flyer, who would I want to go and see? So I booked Jazzy. And at that time, Umbi Bilga gave me so much advice on the launch party as well. He was really supportive. Uh, and what year was this? Because because it's important. Two thousand nine. Because it, it's important to notice that the people you had on there were peak. Yeah, 2009. So in 2007 was the Never Look Back album. At that time, Sachin Asanaya, the B21, so all the stuff was all current when we done the tracks with them, guys. Then this one coming 2009, October the 16th, the launch party was at the Tower Ballroom. And uh, at Jazzy Shinda, uh, we had B21, Dr. Zeus, Oman Haya, Andreas Ali, Hunters, Jazz Dami, Rana Sahota. Um, who else was there? <clears throat> then we had Manak Sabani, then he was well, he wasn't well again, he wasn't well enough to travel. Then Umbi rang me at that time, uh Jatahoga, Shirabi, Paralega, Didi Jabi, the Balji Malva tune was out. Umbi goes, I think Malva's coming to the UK. I said, book him. <laughs> he went, you don't even I said, just book him. Right? As long as he's here on that day, he sorted. So within two days, we confirmed Malva, put him on the flyer, made the advert, put it out. And at that time, I think if we get 700 people in, the show will pay for itself and it'll be a blessing. Do you know what I mean? That's all I was waiting for. Praying. Then Bri, 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 Asia said, we'll film it. I thought, that's cool. I remember because Paul Maru, I had done some, I got the artwork done for me because I took the whole show ready. But I wasn't a promoter. I was like, what, how do I push this? Do you know what I mean? And uh, then the only person left that we booked last minute before the artwork happened was H. Dummy. Then I thought, you know what? Even if someone else is going to put a show on somewhere else, I'll, I'll, in my head, my ethos was that if I'm another promoter, I would rather not do a night and I'd rather come here. I wanted to, to make it that appeal that even other promoters would want to come to this night rather than do their own. Uh, it had to be on. on the I night, remember it was early because the amount of acts that were on there. Yeah, started at seven o'clock. And <laughs> um, that night, I turned my phone off. And there's um, a kid from Leicester, Jogi. And he was there. And like Taj and he were wicked, like Taj and Surge from UBD. They, re- they put extra, sa- whatever I wanted, they'd done it. And there's like, you had to karta kiya? I said, yo, yeah, come on, man. And Punjab 2000 was there filming it. Brit Asia filmed it. And uh, I rang, I spoke to Jogi about half seven, quarter to eight. I said, yeah, how's it going? He went, bro, there's about a thousand people inside and about 500 people outside. I said, yeah, shut up, man. We got to gigs all the time. No one turns up till nine o'clock. What are you talking about? Yeah, honestly, I got there about half nine and it, Jazz, Jazz Dummy was playing and it was rammed. I was like, what is going on? So we done all the count afterwards. I left there at 10 to four in the morning and Jazzy was still playing. And uh, when we went on that stage that night, we played the Marnet song and that. Yeah. That makes all of it worthwhile when you see stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? When the people are just like... In the end, we had 2,000... I think 
2,700 people in total. And they still turned loads around the door. And Brit Asia was doing that tea, Brit Asia superstar thing. They were doing auditions outside as well. Then Brit Asia aired it on, um, on Christmas Day. I remember we got in through the, the kitchen. That the time. top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I remember, like, I like, was waiting for, we were waiting for uh, Pete Uni and Jazzy Uni to come. And we got him in through the top. And I don't know, three cars came. I don't know where all these other people come back. 30 people walked in from the top. Yeah, us. I went one of those 30. We were like legit. Yeah. We came in, but you got to blame yeah. Uh, yeah, a few and, others. Uh, I'm not watching them. <laughs> now, yeah, it is what it is. And like, and like, like, that was like, even the gig was never money orientated or money driven. It wasn't, it was done on pure shonk. Mm. And even today, like I can proudly say that it's still the busiest launch party to date. And that was it before was online and everything as well, wasn't it? It was all like word yeah. of mouth. And, and uh, it used to be high tickets, but high tech tickets <laughs> and all the cassette shops on Millions. And I used to, you know, in the morning, I used to ring up every, like the last two weeks, three weeks, in the morning, I'd get up half nine I'd ring all the all the ticket agents have you got any have you got any left you got any? Yara, what are you doing man I said Yara we just sell these tickets <laughs> do you know what I mean and uh, but Touchwood like, it was like Touchwood it's been a good night man do you know what I mean so and then after that after that Toba Toba album we just done a couple of singles and stuff worked with Sanj uh, so overall was very lucky to sort of the people we've been able to work with was all the people I wanted to work with the people we've met through it, like the only artists I've never seen live or never got a chance to meet was Sadhu Sakandaji. Everyone else, Sajid Bindrakia, Manmohan Varis, Gardas Manji, everybody, we've like, always met everybody. And then we sort of just shifted into promotion. <laughs> so, no, so like, so no, really. no, no, I'm, I'm, look, if, if you're looking at it now, you're top, you're top of your game. You've just done one of the busiest launch parties. You've done a couple of singles after. You're at the peak of your powers. I mean, like, at that time, you, the world's your oyster, really, in terms of going forward. So, so basically, what happened then? Yeah, like, but at, at that, like, I think, you know, after that, I'd worked with everybody I wanted to work with. We'd done the launch party. And it was just... I don't know, it's that, you know, because it's always like a sharp thing. There's not a lot else that I wanted to do. Did you fall out of love with singing? No, 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 not at all. It's like, obviously, I wouldn't be doing the promotion shows instead afterwards. So then what happened in my, I had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life after that, which sort of, sort of took a back seat from the music and the shows for a bit. Uh, even though we made some music in the background, released a few singles here and there. Uh, and then, Next thing was 2014, Cameron was doing the first Deljit Sanj tour. So uh, I was part of the team with them for that. That was like just madness, like doing the arena tours. Then we done the 2016 Deljit one. Then in 2017, we done Jasmine Sanders and Shari Wan. Then 2018, with the first we would have been Siddhu Musiala to the UK. We done his shows. That was only booked as well because it's my dad's 60th birthday, <laughs> and I booked Siddhu. Upstairs, sexy sweet. Yeah, yeah, upstairs was his birthday party, and that's <laughs> it, we had a gig on. So even, even that Siddhu tour was just, 
sort of more so because my dad's 60th birthday. <laughs> I wanted to do something different. So we had Sidhu come over, and then we done a couple paid of shows. With, paid with flight. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, then after that, we brought Amr Man over for the first time. Even though we didn't physically do the shows, that's how we sold the shows on. Um, and then there's loads of like, obviously, it's just like. So you, you went. You went from. Music, you went from being in front of the camera to almost going from behind it, but just working that promotion side of things. Is that fair to say? Like or? Even that is, is, is all, even that was shank. You know, people that we wanted to do, wanted to work with, or wanted to bring. You're just like, you know what? This guy's killing. Let's try and get him. Let's bring him. It was never. It's never ever been tactical or money motivated. It's always as long as it clears itself. It's it's shank. Like as a fan, Jeremy. You know I mean? Like obviously. Um, like, I remember, like, you know, my launch party, he was more excited about Jazzy playing. Like, what time Jazzy come around? He's going to smash it when he comes at you. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like, so it's always been, it's never been that sort of uh, money driven, if that makes sense. I, like, even with the youth, we was with him, like, for I think 11, 12 days while he's in the UK, every single day. We wasn't taking photos with him every day or every two seconds or we're eating here, we're doing this, we're doing that. I think we had one photo on the last day. It's more about the buzz. Like, you know, when you walk into an arena and there's like so many thousands of people there. It's mm. mad. Like, it's, it's, that's the buzz. Do you know what I mean? And uh, just like these AP Dylan shows at the moment, everyone's going wild. Like the turnout's ridiculous. For the promoters and the artists, when you're walking out to something like that, it's crazy. But how do you, how do you like you said you've worked with quite a lot of the artists then you, you're you're covering and hiding probably some of the stuff that they don't need to see and you're balancing the books you got all these kind of pressures on there how then do you kind of manage egos to make sure like you know they value your opinion or you got to kind of manage their expectations because the worst thing that can happen is that you've got a big artist yeah. you bring him over you're telling them there's a gig there and there's about 15 people that have turned up like, we've been lucky, like, you know, all the events we've done to now, they've all um, sort of done all right. Like, yeah. the Shari and Jasmine ones, both of them sold out. The Sidhu ones sold out. Um, even, like, obviously, two weeks old, this Jazzy V one. You did the blue with Azza. You've done Charlie so Sloth as well. Don't oh, yeah, that. Charlie Sloth. <laughs> yeah, we've done Charlie Sloth with the AU party. Uh, we've done Notes, the rapper. We've done Ardy Caprio, the rapper. Um, They've been, yeah, we've been lucky. Do you know what I mean? Got to work with a lot of people, man. So how do you, what, you know, just going back to your skills bit, what, what, what's the most important thing that you feel that you, when you're working with an artist to help manage egos or manage... Oh, as long as you be, if you be real with them, you stay cool with them. Like, if you're not, the thing is, the artists see it every day. Like, they see who's trying to do an event and who's trying to build their own profile. The people are trying to let the whole world know, oh, where we so-and-so, take photos every two minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, get the phones out going live in the car, going live here, going live there, doing this, doing that. We didn't do none of that. Like, we'd, we'd have a photo with them towards the end of the events or something like that. We never... Get, it don't even get, get the car, no better. I just got our phone out to go go live or call our cousins down or any sadly, any sadly. We don't do none of that. We just keep it real with them, innit? And so I think they respect that, that they can be themselves. What was the what was the one like I I've had the prash on here from Desi Beats and um and he, he was saying at, at some stage 
during COVID, it was really touch and go. How, as a promotion outfit, how did you guys cope with, through that period? I know we were speaking. <laughs> I was trying to help you <laughs> as much as I could, <laughs> information-wise, but how did it, from a business point of view, uh, how damaging was that? You know, because we're not full-time promoters, it's not our bread and butter. We're doing it. Sean, can I, if there's someone that we think, you know what, this person is banging, we'll do it. So it's never, touch wood, it's never been like a sort of a, a risk. Like, like, obviously, Cameron Honey, Newbox, and the Diljeet ones, I was, part, I was part of the team then, which was obviously a banker show. There's a buzz. Then we done Siddu, which is a banker show. Then we did, obviously, the Shari and Jasmine ones as well, which are a banker show. So we've been fortunate enough. We only put go in for shows that we believe in ourselves. If like, you, with the Jazzy one now, which was just done recently on, in Birmingham. <laughs> That was like that was that fanboy moment again. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Like, <laughs> like DJ Azza, like he's like um, he's like one of the best student promoters in Birmingham at the moment. The guy's got a massive like pull, and we see him regularly. That he done um, a night with Lembert uh, with a, with a PA, and I, I was chatting to him on a Sunday evening. I said, "Yard, do Jazzy, man. Let's do Jazzy." And he went, "He, he himself, the last time he seen Jazzy." Was on my launch party in two thousand nine. Sorry, bro. The last yeah. time, last time he seen um, last Jazzy. time he saw Jazzy was on my launch party in two thousand nine. Now it's twenty twenty two, and the thing was, these kids now the new students and the new generation, the new youth, they're never even seen a live band. We're telling them, listen, look, look, Jazzy's coming, blah blah blah, and he's like, what do you mean, like with a band? There's like saying, but Jazzy B's on his own in the videos. What do you mean there's a band? They didn't have, they couldn't grasp the concept. It was mad. But like, one thing you see, like the you no, know, even the youth of today, the music's very western, very urban, generally what's happening on the scene. But yeah, you know when Nag drops or Yarbolda or the Potatera Satranga or any classic tune, it goes off. The kids just like Tere Tileto or any Garage. It still goes off. So the kids are still related to that era, even though they're like these kids now. There's over a thousand tickets sold. This Jazzy B one on the Sunday night. Me and Azza spoke about it. Planned it for February the ninth, which was I think it was 16 days afterwards. The show was. I messaged uh, to book Jazzy. Got him booked up on the Wednesday night. We announced it, and in the first 15 minutes, we sold 573 tickets. Ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? And that was another one that, you know what, he's jazzy, man, he's going to be sick. So obviously, like, the thing is, like, with these artists that we're cool with, or we're fans of ourselves, you jarna do more, like, mm. bought extra sounding. Do you know what I mean? Bought extra security, bought an extra staging, because you know how jazzy wants to perform and do all his stuff. So, it's, it's any comedy that you do in life, not even music, anything that you do, you're, whether it's passionate about a football team or whatever it is, if you're doing something that you got shank with, you go that extra mile. If you're doing something just for the sake of doing it, you just do how much you're supposed to do on her. And uh, we're just talking a little bit about nostalgia, and you and you can see how they've um, obviously um, there's still there's still a market. Have you 100%. have you ever thought about pulling getting the single getting another single out? Yeah, we got tunes ready. Like I've got tunes that are done by Zeus that I haven't released. Do you know what I mean? It's like, 
ฮะอ๋อคือหลักคัมมันดีมันเซตมีฟีทอมยาร์กัดเดียฮอนนี่มันดิเลริโกวิดีโอสวอทเอเวอร์จัสแกตเอามาเดซิทอินเนฮะน
Ma ulak nasi iba. Do we show kana and do what pleases you? Like everyone's got dreams. Like say at the moment, like say there's a lot of massive producers out there. Like there's obviously the people like Frenzy. There's Intense. There's Desi Crew. So there's even alongside all like the Omen Hairs, the Doctor Zeus, and everything. There's a lot more. So. The new age of here, like people don't have like Karan Ojala, they're doing a lot of collaborations with Sidhu. So all I can say is nobody's unreachable. Do you know what I mean? Just put your mind to like, like, like listen, I was a kid from Smedic. I ended up doing a duet with Galit Monarch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not like I was sitting in India and looked and I went looking for him. Do you know what I mean? He was in Birmingham. You get to also. So, <laughs> so the thing is, just if you got we got whether it's music or anything. If you got a passion or a dream, just go for it, man. That's why I almost will never look back because you don't want to look back and think, you know what? At that point, maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. Do you know what I mean? Look at them. Look, you know. Until you do it, everyone will be saying, "Yeah, shut up, man. What are you doing, man? You ain't gonna do this. You're not gonna do this. You're not gonna do that. You're not gonna do this." But you know, when you do it, that's when people are. Like, you know what? Shit. So I look at say. um that the Punjabi girl that Neelam Gill. She's a worldwide model, rolling around with the supermodels, normal girl from Coventry. Do you know what I mean? If she just said to someone, I want to be a supermodel, they got better here, I'm not. That's no Punjabi, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, if you're going to do something, go for it, man. Like all these TikTokers and YouTubers and stuff, just do it, man. Nothing's impossible. Mm. You can oh. get to whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, this is called the bandwagon, and I, and I uh, ask my guests a, a single question, which is basically: Is there anything that they want to jump on a bandwagon, jump off a bandwagon, or if there's anything they want to get off their chest, this is the time where I ask them. Yeah, the thing is, the ironic thing is, you know, me and my little crew, we speak. There's been me, Taga, Johnny, Pav, and Manny. Which we call the bandwagon. <laughs> is this Manny Taka? Yeah, it's just called, it's called, it's like, uh, we call ourselves the bandwagon, right? And because uh, we're the same, you know, from day dot, it's the same four or five of us till right the end. Mm. You know what I mean? We just call it out the bandwagon. And uh, even with that, like, you know, us, like, we'd have more banter and jokes on the way there and back. So it's like, it's, like, it's never like sort of professionalized, it's always just a group of mates. Mm. Going out, like the thing half time, half the gig would have gone to anyway. Because I remember the we get more excited about playing at half of these. Like, I remember before this promo called Reese when Satyan Sanayan under the influence of him was out, Lembo was at the top of his game. Jazzy had released Romeo and he was flying. Yeah. And Reese done Lembo versus Jazzy um, at Victoria Sweet in Cape Hill. Yeah, yep. And we was playing on there. and so, you know, just to be on these gigs that all these like, stars are on, we'd just be buzzing just to be, we'd have gone anyway because we're like fans. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, we should get. I'm also telling you now, it was Manny, you got me in your lodge party. <laughs> yeah. okay. Trust me, there's going to be like 100. Like, listen, I know that day. He like, owes like, 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 you 20 quid. <laughs> yeah, let me count his ones first, mate. Your one. <laughs> and uh, now, but, like, things like, you know, stuff like, it's. it's so he's always, even with us, like, like me, Johnny, Saga, Pav, Manny, mm. is always just, just us like having banter, laugh, going out like as a, as a group. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's never like went in with that chip on our shoulder that, oh, we come to perform. We're going to have a laugh. 
was like some of the like bantries I went the way back. Like <laughs> we seem to start you know the old mama joke, just start doing them like idiots, like yeah. little kids, right all the way back from like Leeds and back from London. Like it used to be oh, it'd be good last man. Like. So he's just like just that part of growing up really as well, isn't it? So he was good. So there's nothing to get on my chest. All I can say is in there's gonna be a lot of people that will be yes men and hangers on around you. And then the moment the toy turns a bit, they'll shit on you. So just just keep people around you that add value to your life. Do you know what I mean? Um, and don't be scared to go and do what you want to do. Because there's nothing that... Like, like I said, look, like, I'm a kid from Smedic. Worked with all these producers. Met, I don't know, like Shah Rukh Khan. Met Abhishek Bachchan. Met Amita Bachchan. There's... Nothing's impossible, do you know what I mean? Just got to put your mind to it and go for it. And don't be scared and thinking, nay, you do what we are, what you got, what you got. Go for it, man. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I really appreciate this uh, Ray interview, man. <laughs> I know I know how to, uh, I hassle this geezer for joking. <laughs> so, no, I really appreciate it uh, for you. Nah, bro, thank you. And uh, anything you need a uh, hand with or promoting, anything you need, and uh, we'll definitely catch up, especially if those singles or tracks coming out, you back on here, man. <laughs> All right, bro. I don't know about that. Thank you, bro. Thank you. All right, respect. Respect, yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.